everyone, it's Chloe, and I'm so excited to share something fabulous with you, Vogue's first ever global fashion community, Vogue Club. Our members get to mingle with Vogue editors, yes, including me, and fellow fashion enthusiasts at exclusive events around the world. And that's just the start. Membership opens doors to the fashion industry, bringing you expert career advice and insider style and beauty tips. What are you waiting for? Head over to Vogue.com membership to join. And here's a little treat. Use code TRT20 and snag 20% off your membership. That's TRT20 for 20% off your ticket to Vogue Club. Are you in? Ensure your next purchase is a real deal and shop authentic handbags, watches, sneakers, streetwear and jewelry from eBay, backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Are you driving your car or doing laundry right now? Podcasts go best when they're bundled with another activity. Like Progressive home and auto policies, they're best when they're bundled too. Having these two policies together makes insurance easier and could help you save. Customers who save by switching their home and car insurance to Progressive save nearly $800 on average. Quote a home and car bundle today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This is The Run-Through. I'm Chloe Mal. And I'm Joe Minardi. And this week on the show, we have our friend from Vogue, Iggy Murillo. Iggy is the Global Talent Casting Director at Vogue. Iggy, we're so excited to talk to you. We want to hear everything about what you do, and we felt like this was really your shining moment, this cover this that week? must have been yeah. a nightmare. You were like <laughs> the uh, conductor of a symphony, hopefully not tar-like, but... Yeah, it was not nothing like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a couple of years off my life, but it was it was nice. It's like super rewarding, so at the, at the end of the day, it's always like worth something, yeah. you know? Who are you and what do you do? Um, so I'm Ignacio Murillo. I am the Global Talent Casting Director at Vogue, um, and I oversee everything model-related for the magazine. Model-related. For yeah. for the layman, what does that mean? So I cast, like, all the print stories. If there's a video, like, all the series of, like, Beauty Secrets or Seven Day Seven Lives, I also um, work on that. If there is some sort of like event, Wait, is it seven day seven lives or seven, 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 seven days seven looks. looks? Okay, yeah. If there's like events, I help like the events team to wrangle people to come to events. So anything like if you have a question for a model, they usually come to me. Okay, and you then go to the model's agent and you say, "We'd like to get Naomi Campbell to be photographed for this Carl Lagerfeld cover on this day," and then you're going back and forth making sure. She shows up on set. Is that pretty much? Yeah. So I have to basically explain what we're doing. Um, well, I guess just give them full-on transparency as much as I can. Because sometimes, like, half of the time, it, everything kind of evolves. So, like, it changes last minute and everything. But, yeah, just basically let them know of everything that we're doing on the date that we're doing, in the city that we're doing it, and hopefully they all show up. Okay. So tell us what we're talking about. Um, so we're talking about our new um, May cover. That just dropped in celebration of Carl Lagerfeld's legacy. And we have 10 supermodels on the cover, shot by Annie and styled by Alex Harrington. Annie, Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was very confused by this terminology of putting someone on option. Mm. Yes. Like, what 
Can you explain like what it means to be on option, first option? Yeah, so I guess when we first get a story, we kind of think of like who would be the best for that story. So I start placing holes or like soft holes mm. of just basically letting them know. What's like, a soft hold? That it, we're not fully committing, we're thinking of you type of thing. Like I'm okay. thinking of you for this story. Pencil me in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we just basically let them know like the basic information of like the date, the photographer, how many pages, the issue. Um, and then we hopefully get a first option, which that means like in their calendars, th- like we ha- they're available for that shoot. Um, We're their favorite for that particular day. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and then a second option just means that there's another client ahead of us. Um, usually, it's like a money job or a campaign or another cover or another shoot. Um, and then, based on the first options, that's when we decide who do we want to confirm. Interesting, isn't it? All right. How did this cover shoot come to be? And is this the most models you've ever booked for a cover? For a cover, yes. Um, well, I know that they were discussing different ideas for the cover related to the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Sergio Kletno, our entertainment director, who pitched this idea to Anna, saying this is like the most perfect time to actually do like an iconic model group cover. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she was into it. And then they just basically said go. They got Annie and Alex. And then we just started kind of doing research on like Carl's favorite muses because there was a lot of them. And we only had place for 10 because they also got designers to make custom dresses based on a previous show of Carl or like a tribute to Carl. Wow, another simple addition to the assignment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it was, that was like fashion so a problem. And it was yeah. filmed in the Grand Palais, so I saw yeah. a lot of people had on hard hats, right? Yeah, so it was under construction. So like luckily they allow us one weekend. They gave us an option of like between one or the other weekend to have access, but it's still under construction. Is the Grand Palais, it's under construction? Just for people who don't know, the Chanel show is historically always at the Grand Palais. Mm-hmm. And... Well, Carl's Chanel shows, yeah. Carl's Chanel shows. Although I think Virginie has continued to show there. She's continued, but did she not show there this past season because it's been under construction? Yeah, it's been under construction for for a couple of seasons. Okay. But yeah, we got, luckily we got access to it. And I think that just like adds another magic layer to the the images. Yeah, those, those, those images of... Of, of the dresses in that crumbling environment. It's kind of so yeah. gorgeous. So you started with a list of like the 10 dream girls. How, what were some of the trickiest hoops you had to jump to get these ladies at the Grand Palais on time? Well, it was just kind of like their schedules and then also the city because we were shooting it in Paris and a lot of them are based in the U.S. Or, for example, like Lu Wen was in, uh, in China. So it's kind of like coordinating all of them to be at the same place on this two days in Paris when they don't live there. Natalia was actually the only one that like lives in Paris. Right. So nine had to come from the U.S., China, or other parts in Europe. Wow. And were there any that were like last minute almost outs that you had to bend over backwards to make sure they got there? No, the last minute that was like such a... I was able to breathe type of thing like three days before <laughs> was like Kendall because she moved mountains. Like I'm so grateful like because she moved so much in order to like get there. What does it look like, Kendall moving a mountain? Well, she was um, – I forget where she was. It was it, She was hosting a party in Dubai. I was actually there. Yeah. So, like, oh, my God. She was with Choma. Well, yeah, she wasn't she was, with yeah. me. We were in the same location. <laughs> yeah. But, she, on, like, but after that, she had another shoot in L.A., I believe. So there's, wow. like, all of it. So she had to just make, like, a pit stop. We only got her for a couple of hours. 
um, and I'm forever like thankful. Wow. What does a supermodel like Kendall's schedule look like? I mean, how many planes are they getting on? I mean, that I have no idea, but it's <laughs> it's busy. Every time I'm trying, it's like so busy because they all these like girls have like also different businesses. Like she mm. has her like tequila brand. And <laughs> I forgot about that. What made you want to work in this world of models? Like, what was your first job in fashion? My first job in fashion was I was actually Glenda Bailey's second assistant at Harper's Bazaar. Oh, right. And then I become like a visual um, editor, which I was producing photo shoots. Mm. Um, but I've always had like a fascination about like models. Kate um, Moss. Who's, is yeah, like, who's your favorite? Yeah, can, Kate you, Moss, can you pick favorites? Kate Moss is like my absolute favorite. <laughs> um, Growing up, did you were you like a model stan as a, as a youth? Yeah. So, but it was so kind of weird because I only was like a Kate Moss stan. <laughs> um, that's like I was like so fascinated, and then. When I like came to the U.S. from Mexico, and then the whole like Victoria's Secret thing, okay. I was like so fascinated by it. Um, but I never thought like, oh, that's a career I want to go into. Like, I went to college trying to become a doctor, and then I started wow. journalism, even though I'm like the worst writer. But I just kind of <laughs> wanted to be some sort of in this world. Um, and then all the Vogue documentaries and everything just made it seem like that's where I needed to kind of be. And But it wasn't until I started working in fashion that I discovered, like, oh, I can do this type of job. And, and then I was— what you know, age were you when you moved to the States? I was 10 years old. 10's probably too young. But, like, do you remember in Mexico growing up? Did models—like, what models broke through? Into- uh, there was no models in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember—I remember basically moving to this country and then maybe when I was 12 or 13. Okay. It's when I kind of started picking— uh, Vogue, and I was also picking GQ. But those were okay. kind of like the only two that I was kind of fascinated. And then later in life, I started picking up Bizarre because I fell in love with like Glenda's like super over-the-top magical mm-hmm. photo shoots. And then um, that was kind of like also a method of like trying to kind of get culturalized in this country and like learn mm-hmm. English um, because I had no, mm-hmm. no clue type of thing. Um, but yeah, there was no... I never dreamt of like... Anything was possible when I was in Mexico. I don't know if it was because I was like 10 or just because I didn't think there was... Like like if I would have stayed there, the future would have been like my dad is a farmer. So my future would have been like working in like farming. Like there's no like method of like, oh, I can achieve this or do that type of situation. Where in the States did you move to? So we moved to Mississippi. Okay. Um, Wow. Wow. Was that an abrupt transition? Culture shock. It, it was, huh? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it still kind of is every time I go back. It's like I come here and I'm like in this beautiful bubble and then I go back. But the more that I go back is the more that I appreciate. Iggy, do you book international covers? Or are you like what's your global Yeah, so we have reach? about um, one or two or sometimes three global stories in every issue. That means it runs in every single Vogue. I help um, book covers internationally if they come from those global stories. Got it. And then the um, Vogue Mexico and Latin America. So like that, I oversee that, those. So I just booked like Arena Shake and Tindy Mar for their April covers. Yeah, I mean, finally, like a future Mexican supermodel. I mean, when you look back and think about you know representation, do you think now that we've we've moved the needle since you started on, in fashion and? What is it like to see Mexican models like Tindy kind of on well, the world see, stage? I'm excited now because they actually somewhat look like me. Like, I don't want to offend right. someone, but I feel right. like in the past, if they were like Mexican models or Latin, they came from like a very white European background. Got it, got it, got it, got it. So like right now, all the ones that I'm like super excited actually kind of look like me. So it's just like kind of like I'm excited 
that they're not, you know, looking at someone that has, like, blonde hair and it's white and it's blue. Yes, they're Mexican, but, like... Right. I don't know who Tindy is. is oh, you, a... you'd love her. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's a young, fresh model. Yeah, and she also has quite an interesting... She has quite an... Doesn't she... She, has a uh, she lives in an interesting community. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then there's another um, one that I'm super excited about. Her name is Anakin. Hmm. That's in the new Bottega campaign. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so she was exclusive to them last season. Um, and she's, I think, like 18, 19. Who are the other new faces that you're... Ex- you're excited about name I don't know name name maybe one or two new old faces new old faces yeah Yeah, because you know this week we actually have a story going up about the 40 something model making a comeback well the one that I'm like Maggie Reza being all over and yeah the one that I'm like the most most excited about that just uh, from the recent shows is Heather uh, Diamond um, who is uh, a First Nations um, from Canada and she just was like everywhere and she's just so gorgeous have you ever worked with your idol, Kate Moss? I have done two shoots, but I've never met her or I have never, like, Oh, no, like, you got anything. to meet yeah. her. No, I'm, like, hoping that, like, at the Met or something yes. or, like, something. I just... What are you going to say? I don't know. So so I have this tendency of where I just freeze and cry sometimes. Because my, my big-time idol was Peter Lindbergh. And the only time that I ever was present, I couldn't even say hello. I just started crying. Oh. And then that was, yeah. So it's just like, hopefully I will be able to say something. But it's like very, very few people that like I get like that. It's basically yeah. Kate and Peter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> what takes a good model? Like, what do you, what takes a good like model? I feel like if they're into it, because there's so many right. girls that they just do it because someone told them to do them. Or um, it's kind of like, it is a job, but like, I think it's just like if they're really, really passionate about it. From this generation, I'm like so into Bella because like Bella is just so. She's really into fashion. Yeah, she gets so into it, and like you can kind of tell. Hadid, um, yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah, sorry, name. I just always talk in like first name basis. I know, I know, <laughs> it's, it's a very vogue thing to do. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's like passion if they actually want to be there because it makes like a huge difference when they just, you know, they're just doing it for work. Yeah, you to, like, see the that passion. Little, yeah. And, she loves getting dressed too, which I think, you know, yeah. I think that Kate had that. Kate has that too. She loves clothes, you know, there's yeah. a, and I think Linda Evangelista was like very much like that too. Yeah, what about sure. Peter Lindbergh made you love him? It's it's such an interesting, like his, very 90s. Yeah. Well, his storytelling, I feel like he was like the best at telling a story through like few visuals. Also just like how he captured like a woman, like every picture, they just actually felt like a woman. I don't Mm. know if that makes sense. Mm. But also just like a lot of the pictures had so much like rawness to it and just so like stripped back. Mm -hmm. Peter Lindbergh is a great photographer who passed away a couple of years ago for people who don't know. Um, And it really, I feel like is responsible for some of the most iconic supermodel images. He's the one that shot that British Vogue supermodel cover. That's what everyone started, you know, calling them supermodels. Yeah. Do you think that this idea of a supermodel is still the word? Does it still feel relevant to you, or, or? I think yes and no because it's like I feel like they just throw it in everyone. There's like a new girl, and it's like the new supermodel. Right. Um, But can you? Yeah. I mean, can you? Tell us all where the when the term originated and when it started and who were the original supermodels. Well, see, here's where it comes like my historian is like really bad. I <laughs> believe it was that British Vogue cover, which it was Linda Naomi, yeah, Naomi Christie. That British Vogue <laughs> cover shot by Peter Lindbergh, and that's what kind of like you know like they started calling them supermodels, and then the whole Trinity thing started with like mm-hmm. Linda, Naomi, and Christie. 
um, in like the whole 90s and they just took over. So um, the term isn't that old, really. It's yeah, pretty... no, it's like, yeah. Although there are some people that say that, that, that the first supermodel was a model who worked with uh, Dior. I was just reading about her in the new car biography. Chow, how is the new car biography? You've it, been told us about it. It's really fun so far. I'm only about a third of the I way through. I hear it's through. very dishy. It's very dishy. There's a part in it about one of Carl's friends, lovers, close friend, lovers, called, um, I think his name was Jacques de Beaucher. And if oh, you yeah, look he was up, a big deal. Yeah, if you look him up, his, his style was impeccable. Yeah. And, you know, Antonia Lopez, that whole crew... The, the the fashion illustrator um, and just the wild times they would have in Saint Tropez in, yeah. in the late seventies and these clubs like Lisette and you this know. is the new authorized Karl Lagerfeld biography by William Middleton yeah. um, that I feel like is a good pre met read for yeah. for everyone it is is there anything you're reading or you're seeing that you're loving right now. Uh, I'm excited about the new Netflix show Transatlantic, which is oh. about this. I believe that he's American. This uh, Manvarian Fry who helped escape lots of French artisans, sort of refugees out of World War II wow. France. Uh, and apparent, but I have only watched the first episode, and it's very glamorous and fun and. It's just sort of the, you know, 1940s fair that I'm looking for at this moment. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. But I did see Zadie Smith's play at BAM, The Wife of Wilsden, and it was hilarious. And it just made me really homesick It's a for direct home. adaptation of Chaucer, right? Yes. Line by line? Yes, it is. Well, not line by line. I guess it's line by line. Um, but you wouldn't know if you ha- if you didn't study Chaucer. I mean, I studied it when I was like sixteen. I couldn't, yeah. I can't remember. I feel like you don't get through the British school system without studying. Oh my goodness! Some yeah, it's some Chaucer <laughs> and some Milton. It's like th- those are like it's required reading. You could watch the whole play and not have ever heard of Chaucer your whole life. Yeah, okay. um, and really enjoy it. Um, I thought it was really funny. I think that's on through this weekend, right? Yep, it's on through this weekend. So catch it if you can. All right. The season finality of the new season of Drag Race is this Friday. Oh, actually, I do um, want to talk about yeah, that. Which I just started getting into it this season. I was very, like, not... Because reality TV show so doesn't appeal to me. So it took you this Yeah, it to took me, yeah, race. to get into Drag Race, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, who, who are the stars this season that you're looking at on Drag um, Race? Oh, my God, I'm, like, blanking. Sasha. Sasha okay. Colby is, like, my favorite one. Okay. Um, yeah. The other three, I can't... There's final four... The other three I can't. No, Anitra is the second one that I like. The other okay. two I I don't remember their names. <laughs> not front runners. Then. Yeah, they're not front runners. So I hope it's like Anitra <laughs> or Sasha. But I'm really hoping Sasha wins. Wow. <laughs> this is the run through. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. Do you ever see a new face or name on your news feeds and say, who the heck is that? Our podcast, Who Weekly, is everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Think of us as your cheat code to People Magazine, your glossary for Hollywood, a shortcut to understanding pop culture at large. For the past eight years, Who Weekly has been telling listeners everything they need to know about the celebrities they don't. The New Yorker says we spelunk deep into the demimonde with convivial delight. That's a direct quote. Mostly, we're going to explain to you Irish star Barry Keoghan's sudden rise to fame and relationship with a not-so-under-the-radar pop princess named Sabrina. The fake wedding Real Housewives star Cynthia Bailey had to promote a limo rental company. 
and why all the Gen Zers you know are talking about a guy named Benson Boone. Each episode goes deep into the biggest celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we answer the most burning celebrity queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Maybe a chef-grade range made you want to hone your cooking skills or a high-tech tennis racket made you want to work on your backhand. I recently bought a new pair of running shoes and that made me love hitting the pavement again. Well, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. We had been chatting a lot about the appointment of Pharrell at Louis Vuitton. We'd also been talking about the long-awaited debut of The Idol, the Mm -hmm. new TV show from Sam Levinson, the creator of Euphoria, you know. Yeah. Jumping on last week's Euphoria episode, starring The weekend in Lily Rose Depp. And we're always looking at ASAP Rocky style. And we thought, you know what? There's one man who has all of these people in common. If you can believe it, there is one man. And his name is Matthew Henson. Your longtime friend. My longtime friend, yes. I used to know him back in the day when I worked at the Fader and he worked across the street at Complex. Oh my God, it's like the Montagues and the Capulets. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't quite like that. It was, it was very <laughs> simpatico. We all had a good time. We all got along. And Matthew's such a charmer. Yes, he really was. You can't not fall in love with Matthew. Um, so, yeah. So we got him in. So you and Matthew would work at offices across the street? And would you, like, have a dueling match over, you know, an article exclusive? No, we wouldn't. We'd see each other at parties. You know, we were both young and... We'd see each other at appointments and shows. And it's a, you know, I used to go to menswear shows more because there was more menswear in, in the fade. It was predominantly male readership. And it's a different scene. You know, it's a bit more relaxed. Both are music magazines, for those who don't know. Yeah. But the, the, the menswear scene is a lot more laid back than the women's wear. So go into a menswear show. Everybody knows each other. It's very kind of laid back and casual. And that's where I would see Matthew. Okay. And Matthew gave us all of his very diplomatic but inside scoop on how Pharrell Williams is a master of color. He knows every Pantone by heart and how uh, The weekend is going to be debuting The Idol at Cannes. And so that's going to be a real red carpet whirlwind. Very excited uh, to see what happens there. Abel Tesfaye. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it turns out that uh, Matthew is a uh, voracious vintage collector, which you also have in common with him. So oh, that was yes. fun to hear his about Versace his. His Versace collection was, 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 was getting me very, you know, And his uh, Andre Leon tally bidding. Yes. He, he really was, was in, in there. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Matthew Henson. I am a stylist. Great voice for radio. Okay, but why do you pause when you say stylist? Because I feel like it's become such a convoluted thing these days. And okay. I feel like everyone I have met in the past five years is a stylist, yeah. regardless of what the work is. But you happen to style, in my opinion, the two best-dressed men in the world. Well, soon to be three, because there's some things coming. Oh. Listen, um, one Wait. of the guys is having a renaissance, so you'll see it soon. Okay. Oh, I thought you meant that uh, the next baby is another is a boy oh. that you're styling. Okay, so yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was given that title, but I am very far from a baby stylist. I Listen, I, I'm not that talented. I specifically do one thing, and that's menswear. <laughs> I just happened to get an opportunity, and I got lucky, and, and that's that. No, you just Pharrell and the two best-dressed men. In, uh, did I say well, people? Well, yeah, Pharrell. You I did, said, oh, I thought you were talking men. about— No, you, I, Pharrell I, I, and— I've, You said three men, and I was like, ooh, oh, Because, you know, sometimes people forget <laughs> about the weekend because— oh, Right, of course. But you know, the weekend's been quiet for a while. Well, it's Not about, about to make some to noise. Be. He's going to make some noise. Oh, wait, he's for the to tell us everything. He's got some things coming. Because he always has a theme, right? Exactly. He loves his stage to be very theatrical. Okay. Like, regardless of what he's doing on the stage or what he's wearing, kind of like the set envelops, like, everything that he does. Okay. And it kind of changes throughout his tours. And I think he's, he's got a tour coming this summer, his European tour. Um, but I think what's really interesting is he has his show, The Idol, coming out. Of course. Oh, and my God, I forgot about that. And he'll be at Cannes. So I think that will be the first time. Oh, so you're going to be doing the Cannes red carpet for him? him? Oh, so that's so fun. That'll Cannes. be fun. Cannes and, is one good one. And I think this is, like, a really going to be a renaissance for him. Him really kicking the door open on his acting career, but also... He's probably, you know, one of the biggest musicians in the world. Yeah, he is. People he's always getting those awards, like the him. most streamed I mean, and the most this, yeah, the most and he that. Yeah, did the like, Super Bowl. He's huge. Oh, yeah, Super did Bowl you do incredible. that Super Bowl? It was an incredible experience. I'm so what are the logistics of doing a Super Bowl, like styling a Super Bowl? In my case, it came down to it being two uh, separate entities because you have right. the dancers, which is, you know, sometimes upwards of 300 people. Did you do the dancers? I did not. Okay. No. Again, not my skill set. I don't set myself that up. That seems like a real specific <laughs> skill set. <laughs> but I did him, and it was a great experience. He's, like, very specific on what he likes. You know, you just literally have to listen to him and execute, which is so refreshing because sometimes people don't know what they want, but he's such a visionary. He knows what he wants. He knows what he looks good in, and he doesn't deviate from that. Mm. I love that. Well, it seems like you, you work with men who really know their mind about what they want to wear, too, which right? Is a, which is a really fortunate thing for me. But also probably hot, like way. has its challenges. Oh, it's like, horrible. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I think men are harder to style because men they never harder. want to be seen to be styled. You know, where women can right. really push it, and yeah. I don't know, it's yeah. a different thing. There has to be kind of a low keyness to them, yeah. Even when it's a look, yeah. I think I'm fortunate enough in a way too that everybody has their own point of view mm -hmm. and they have incredible personal styles. So really, I think my job is to kind of bring things that fit into that world, but kind of take it up a notch or pull it away from where it is, which is a, a crazy skill set. And you have to learn by fire for the majority of it. But it's a really rewarding experience when you see the photos or you see them really happy in their outfit. You see them on stage and you can feel their energy because they feel good. It's a really rewarding job, to be honest. Fashion, the styling wow. is great, yeah. And you work with Pharrell also? Yes, fairly new. I think I've been working with him for about a year now. 
And you, you're working with him at a really pivotal moment in his career. Like, I mean, how does he even have time to get dressed in the morning with what he's going on? He's That's the most fun part of his morning. Pharrell is the new creative director at LV Men's. He's one of the most humble people that I've ever encountered in this business. Um, and he really knows his stuff. And he is a visionary. I mean, I this is like my first admission of this, but... He's part of the reason why I got started in this business. I idolized this man, you know, from too, in a when I was way. a bit mm-hmm. younger. And, you know, to work with him is such a full circle moment. I loved how he dressed. I dressed just like him. I loved everything that he put out. Oh, my out. God, Every that's so visual. funny. And now full circle. There's clearly such a sort of a whole world building that happens when he mm-hmm. goes, yeah. does a red carpet appearance or anything. Yeah. What are the steps A to Z for dressing for, for a big event? I think the first thing is to decide who. Right. Because there's so many options. Right. Um, Decide which designer. Which designer. And then how to stop them from working with other people. Because it's kind of <laughs> a shame when it's like too many people wearing the same yeah. designer. It's really nice to like. I know when there's like a whole a boatload of Valentino well, when you dresses. have a client who can wear what they want, but not everybody can. They yeah, have, maybe pay. they're with a brand. They exactly. You mean contractually or? No, when you're invited okay. to the Met by a brand, you know. Right, right, And then right. you kind of, you, 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 that you're dressed by that brand. But mm-hmm. it's kind of fun when you get to choose according yeah. to whatever fantasy or theme. Well, I kind of get lucky because my guys get yeah. invited, yeah. but they don't have the same uh, restrictions as most people. You're lucky. So then you really <laughs> get to shake it up and turn it up and yeah. surprise everybody when they show up. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. For me, that Rocky look that he wore. Yeah. The, Can you describe ERL, it? Yeah. It's, it's like a... It was for the American um, exhibit, American fashion exhibit, and it was the focus that year was on independent American fashion. And I think that was the dress code, correct? It was like for sure. American independence. And he wore this. It was it was like what you would imagine, like a... Um, it was a, like G's a, bend quilt on A G's bell quilt. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you, Chloe. That is exactly what it was. Well, it was the, it was genius. Thank you so much. Um, it kind of was a team effort, I think. It started with a very simple conversation with Eli. Um, Eli Russell Lynette, who is the head designer and creative director at ERL. That's why it stands for ERL. That's why it stands for ERL. What's L? Lynette, L-I-N-N-E-T-Z. Hopefully I'm not saying it wrong. Eli, don't kill me. (laughs) That's Uh, his full name. That's his full name. Got it. We went to Eli's studio. Because his studio's in in Venice, Venice, right? Mm -hmm. Venice. Very beautiful studio. California, not Italy. Not Italy. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we had a really great conversation, and it kind of snowballed from there, I think. One thing to figure out was the tuxedo because, you know. Oh, right. So there was a tuxedo there underneath. There was a tuxedo underneath there. Of course, you had to sit down. And... So you have to rewatch the video because it was a reveal, a full drop oh, I'm so of the sorry. quilt. I forgot. And then it was tuxedo time. <laughs> you know? I don't remember that. All right. Got to go back and watch. All right. It's very dramatic. It was I a reveal. I just think of that yellow swat. It's like Me he was too. wearing a big Snuggie. Yeah. And the story on that quilt is that Eli is a purveyor and collector of vintage from all over the world. And that was something that he had found at this vintage shop. And it has such a long story. Like wow. after we used the quilt, because obviously, you know, what's what's more American than a quilt? Yeah. yeah. So once the quilt actually made it to the red carpet, the I think it was the grandchildren of the original owner and maker of the quilt saw the quilt. They were just like, oh, my gosh. Wow. And it contributed to this other story about sustainability and reusing things because it was a found object. It was mm-hmm. not made. There was mm-hmm. no new garment cut. It was something that already existed that worked well with the visual that we were doing. Mm. So you were just talking about how Eli collects vintage. Yes. But I think you also 
quite a collection. Which is a problem. <laughs> but luckily, there's... Where do you keep it? Uh, luckily, there's also a storage unit open in New York City. So, <laughs> But yeah, I just really started maybe about eight months ago. Well, I've been collecting fashion since I was maybe in seventh grade. Oh, wow. Um, my mother and father were very well dressed. Men's fashion or women's fashion? Men's. Okay. I had been looking at Versace collections from the 90s mm. for research for a project I was working on. And I kind of just got really into a, a rabbit hole on Johnny's personal style. Nothing about oh. the clothes he created, just his personal style. Mm. And so I started doing like, this was like weeks of so like... Johnny Versace. Johnny mm-hmm. Versace. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I should be using full names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, one of the greatest designers we've ever had on this planet. But his personal style was incredible. How would you describe his personal style it's and what stood out to you? It's literally like exactly what I want to wear every day. Yeah. It's like he wore like a white t-shirt, a really great fitting pair of pants or jeans. 95% of the time, it doesn't matter whether he, he was going to the Met, to a black tie gala or to dinner, he's wearing blue jeans. Wow, I love that. With some type of white top, white tee, white t-shirt, which is literally how I've been dressing for the past four years. And a blazer. He even added a vest here and there. I'm just like, this man really understood like simplicity. He always looked really chic, regal, pulled together, but also very chill. Like it was, yeah. you know, he, he was great. Yeah, he really was. And so <laughs> once I stopped that project, I found myself buying everything I could find. That everything. he had worn or that he had designed? What he designed that I would wear. And did you bid on anything at Andre Leontales? I did. I bid on three things. I, I think I bid, unlike most people, I didn't watch. I didn't pay attention. I just hoped it would work out for the best. So you put your max bids put and max walked bid. away. Put my max bid, which I didn't win anything. So my max was <laughs> not the not best. <laughs> but I bid on a Chanel jacket. I bid on one of the Croc Prada jackets. Ooh, and I bid... Jeez. You didn't want to go back and look how much they sold for? I didn't because I didn't want to feel inadequate. That you just missed I also it by didn't, $50? Well, that's the worst. <laughs> which is what happened for two of them. I missed by like 100 bucks. Oh, so you me? did look? Afterwards. Because okay. it, it shows you the final bidding yeah. price. It sends you an email to say that you did not win. Oh. Um, Ouch. And the third thing I bid on was this white Versace button-down shirt. I love that you said that your your mother and father were very well dressed. Are they yeah. the reason that you fell in love with fashion? And, and tell us about what they were dressed like and what, what, what your family upbringing was like. I used to spend a lot of time with my mom on the weekends. Uh, she worked Monday through Friday, pretty normal schedule. But on the weekends, she really enjoyed herself with her friends. And also a big part of it was she is a very well put together woman. And so Saturday would be her day to shop. So she would wake up in the morning, clean up a bit, and then she'd get dressed. She'd look great. And then she'd shop for maybe like maybe six hours. Every weekend. Every weekend. Six hours. Not only was she buying things that were currently for sale, she would, you know, want to go to like Jersey Gardens to go to Daffy's to wow. go to the to go to the outlets, you know. No stone she, unturned. No stone unturned. <laughs> and then also she would wear vintage and buy vintage. Wow. Yeah, because wearing vintage in back then wasn't a thing really. No. And my dad, they both worked in the medical profession. Right. So um, so they had to wear like kind of work, white yeah, like coat, very, very like, mm-hmm. not a uniform. They yeah. A uniform. And my dad wore a lab coat. Mm. So I remember like he'd do his thing all week and work. Saturday was his day. Don't bother him. And Sunday was his day to like iron and press all of his laundry. Oh, wow. Oh, my but, God. Not in a normal way. <laughs> Literally like a dry cleaner, like a whole bottle of starch. Wow. wow. Like, clothes that never lost their form. Like, very sharp man. Wow. 
Wow. Which I did not catch that bug because I do not <laughs> iron clothes. I roll out of bed <laughs> no looking way. however. I don't iron oh my gosh. Like I did not pick up that bug. Oh my god, I was reading your the New York Times profile of you from a few years ago and you said that usually you're confused for a messenger when Always. it's not fashion week <laughs> because no, my you're gosh. just not that dressing is, up. I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I get it. There are people that, that do that and they do that very well. I'm not one of those people. I just have to leave the house. Hopefully in the best form as possible, but it doesn't always happen that way. Do you have a uniform? Like, Yeah. Okay. White tea. Okay. What brand? Where do you get them? A really good friend of mine is starting a brand. It hasn't launched, so it doesn't make sense to talk about All it. Right. But he makes literally right. the perfect white tea. It will update you guys. Or you can DM me if you want to know. He'll sell them <laughs> to you. Um, he makes the best white tea. Also, Prada makes this. Oh, really? Uh, like, the best white tea. They oddly come three in a pack. Good luck finding them, because I think I hit every city in this country wow. buying them. Like, it's like the best white tea. The, well, the fit well, of it, right. the weight of the cotton. There's two versions. There's a cotton and then there's a cotton stretch. I prefer the cotton, just the way that it lays on the body. It's <laughs> light. It's like got People this, who love white teas love white teas. Like, it's a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. To me, it's a whole world. Wow. Like, I can talk about white teas forever. You're not alone. Levi's, black shoes, Levi's. black boots, and yeah. like, just a jacket. What more do you need? Nothing. Nothing, right? But do you have a huge closet of the same things, or do you have a very small closet? With- I moved. I moved from like a three bedroom apartment to a one bedroom apartment, so I had oh, to consolidate, and that's the reason why my lifestyle has become very regimented. Okay. Like I just have what I wear day to day in my closet, nothing extra. Oh, that's amazing. I wish I was like that. It's not like that. But you know, I have some fun things in there that spice it up. But right. it's it's good. It's been a really great thing for me. It used to take me hours to get ready. Like I could not figure it out and I would leave the house and not feel confident still because I, I had too that. many options and now it's like you've got this, you've got that, get out. <laughs> so I'm curious about how, the first time you met ASAP because mm, I hear that that okay. was yeah, a fun um, moment of him saying he does not like stylists. We met on the set of Complex. Okay. Um, and it was a cover. So back in those days. Back in those days, about? 2012. Um, the theme of the cover was Basquiat and Warhol. That famous photo of of Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat sitting next to each other oh, uh, yes, with the yes, boxing yes, gloves. Yes, I remember that cover. So this was at a time when Jeremy Scott was launching his first Adidas collaboration. And Rocky and Jeremy had a pre-existing relationship and they have been really good friends. So we played off of those caricatures. Mm-hmm. Had Rocky play Jean-Michel and Jeremy play Andy Warhol. We were only shooting the Adidas collection. That's it. No other clothes, just Jeremy Scott for Adidas. So that's all that was on set. So uh, he came on set, and they were like, do you want to walk him through the clothes? I said, of course. So I'm walking him through the clothes, and he's like, yeah, this is cool, but, like, it's so, like, you got these clothes because you thought I would like them. He was like, he's like, stylists are so, like, predictable. And I was just like, huh? <laughs> like, you know, we're here to do this one specific thing, you know? If I, if I have a moment to flex my muscle, like, I'll have some additional things that are outside of this scope. You know, he was very new to the industry. Fun fact, I remember going to an opening ceremony sample sale and he was shopping there He's before he blew up. Most. Oh, I love yeah, it. And I'm, yeah, and he was about the same size as my boyfriend at the time and I made yeah. him try something on because I was like, I think you're about the same size. Oh Can my you gosh. try this yeah. on? What was it? He totally did it. Can't remember that. And did now. you get it? I didn't buy it. Did he buy it? Maybe. He bought stuff. He's literally, lo- I mean, he shops. Like, he, he's genuinely a fashion fan. Like he- If I never worked with him another day in my life, it wouldn't matter who would come and go. Like, he has the best personal style. Yeah, he, has he has the has most discerning eye. It's kind of incredible to see how someone knows what works and what doesn't work for them. And he, even when taking a risk, like, 
he looks incredible in things. His confidence is like obviously through the roof and that helps, but he just has a really great eye. He can find the right piece and it's it's going to like have the most impact. Okay, so I've been loving some of the like paparazzi photos of him and Rihanna mm. and the baby like going mm-hmm. to Giorgio Baldi, which yeah. is one of my <laughs> yeah. favorite restaurants in LA. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, are you helping with his like day to day paparazzi no. looks? Like that's all no. him? No, okay. <laughs> he is his own stylist. You know, he doesn't need a stylist. I'm very fortunate to be able to collaborate with him on things, mm. but like he is his own entity. And then also through the travels and through the work, there's so many clothes that end up being in his possession. He has an arsenal of things that will last him a lifetime. Have you helped Baby Rocky? No. <laughs> no. I, you know, the um, for the British Vogue thing, actually Rocky's styling the baby. All oh the babies, my God. Uh, all the baby's outfits are him. No. no. Yeah. He's like, you, you <laughs> should. Shoma's I mean, going to have why. like a, a nervous breakdown. She's going to have yeah. a. If you need to send sense. clothes, <laughs> if there's a request for custom, if somebody wants to make custom, you got to go through the man himself because he's overseeing Dying. the creative direction of, of the baby. And he's the incredible at it, you know? Like it's, I'm sure he enjoys it. I mean, yeah, they I both mean, love fashion so yeah, much. They're incredible. I think the three of them together is <laughs> incredible. Dynamite. I always say the holy trinity. <laughs> Edward Edenfold styled the cover shoot mm-hmm. of Rihanna mm-hmm. with Rocky and the baby and the baby in the belly that we did not know about yet. The, the baby about was that. cooking at that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still cooking. Still yeah. cooking. Yeah. You've helped put me on to so many des- menswear designers that I didn't know. Who are you feeling right now? I loved the the the, the red leather look that you. Oh, from that Ernest, for, that was for the yeah, Grammys. For yeah, he went to the so Grammys. Well, I don't know what you're talking His about. His wife Describe. Helen wore a matching set that yeah, was kind of like studded. Ernest W. Baker. Ernest W. Baker. Remember the name. Fantastic. He, you know the team at Ernest W. Baker is because everyone else knew, obviously. Yeah. The, the guys people at GQ on the knew. fashion team knew and I was like I was I yeah. so I'm not so well first yeah, in men's yeah. Yeah. but I always am like if Matthew knows then I better start finding out any of your clients also like the playing around like if you said to Pharrell we're going to do this a different color it would be like oh yeah I want it in red blah 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 he is the king of the spectrum Okay. Like, he loves color. He's obsessed with color. He has a masterful eye of color. He can tell you like a Pantone. Oh, wow. Like wow. no one else. And he's big on Pantone. It's so specific. Color is so specific for him. So what does that mean, you know, without revealing anything? But what do you think his direction is going to be for Louis Vuitton? Um, at first, I would say that I think he is someone who is perfect for that job. He's done so many projects with them and collaborations with them prior to it becoming like a real thing where celebrities or musicians were doing collaborations with brands. He had done it before anybody had done it and nobody was really paying attention, but they know the product. Um, He had been in their campaigns years ago. I remember like he did this one incredible look where he wore one of their suits and like a big fur on the red carpet, just like what he's doing is going to be very different. I think everybody is going to be very taken aback and also very satiated because He's got a long, like a long history with design underneath his belt. And I think a lot of the stuff, if you look at his his personal style from those days and even now, he's informed a generation. So I think this is just an extension of that. All right. Well, Matthew, thank Matthew, you so, so, so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of The Run Through. The Run Through with Vogue is a production of Condé Nast Entertainment. The show is produced by Susie Lechtenberg and Chelsea Daniel. It's engineered by Jake Loomis and Gabe Kiroga and mixed by Mike Kutchman. See you next week. Bye.
Hi, we're Carlene and Jill, hosts of Breaking Beauty Podcast, the show all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests like Emily Weiss of Glossier, and you'll get beauty tips galore from the top pros in the industry, like Kim Kardashian's makeup guru, and you'll hear skincare secrets from the likes of Dr. Pimple Popper. Plus, you'll get shopping help with our Damn Goods episodes, where we review the latest products hitting store shelves to let you know what's actually worth your money. Listen every Wednesday to Breaking Beauty Podcast. AI is making waves in every field it touches. President Biden is now on TikTok and the election draws closer each day. With so much going on in the world, it is hard to keep up with it all, let me tell you. Hi, I'm Kai Rizdal, the co-host of Make Me Smart. It's a podcast from Marketplace. And every weekday, Kimberly Adams and I break down the latest in business and the economy with short daily episodes to make it easy for you to stay in the know. Listen to Make Me Smart wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.